Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to Conceal Scars. Today's episode is on generational curses, and I have the beautiful Miss Stacy Mitchell with us today. Hey, Miss Stacy. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna let you just explain a little bit about yourself. Okay, I am Stacy. Uh, my name is Stacy Mitchell. I am a mother of three. Um, currently residing in Atlanta, Georgia, um, my home, Jacksonville, Florida, of course. Um, miss you guys there. <laughs> um, I am currently um, in the medical field here, but I also just embarked on entrepreneurship um, by opening up my own boutique. That's Nataris Boutique. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Nataris Boutique. Facebook, Natara's Boutique LLC. Um, I am also a pet mom. <laughs> I have a dog. <laughs> um, and I come from a, uh, I have a very diverse background and I'm pretty much looking forward uh, to going in depth about the general, general, uh, breaking the generational curses today. So this is going to be pretty good. Ready to dive into that. <laughs> well, let's get to it. I want to ask how are you breaking generational curses? Like, how are you stopping your own generational curse? Oh, man. Um, how am I breaking generational curses? Um, I like to take the approach of um, doing self-examination often. Um, I come from a very diverse background, as I stated uh, my mother, um, there were seven of us on my mother's side. Um, there's, I think, nine, maybe nine um, on my father's side, but primarily um, the beginning of my childhood years, um, I was in the custody of my mother, my biological mother. Um, and then latter part, maybe seven years um, after birth, um, I was taken in by my siblings' paternal grandmother. Um, and raised for a few years with her um, before entering the um, Department of Children's Services, um, mm-hmm. the Florida system, the yes. state of Florida system. So um, through all of that, there was a lot of um, anger, resentment, um, unforgiveness, and just a lot of trauma built up before I could even get to the age of 16. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I was hell on wheels perhaps um, <laughs> but and, you know I, I was a teen you know coming up yeah. um, learning myself trying to kind of like dissect um, what I had been through what I was going through how to move forward in that you know and at a, a mind that young you know it's kind of hard to identify what we're talking about like generational curses yeah. Um I would say um, around the ages of, around the age of 22-ish, I don't know how old I was, oh my goodness, when I had my 21, 22, I'm revealing my age here, Um, (laughs) once I had my my 16-year-old daughter, um, it kind of like, I kind of like came to a point where I'm like, something has to change, Um, because I was definitely not on the road of hey, I want to do this with my life and do this with my life. It was kind of like doing things as I went. Um, 
but like I was getting in situations where I was like, you know what, this has got to stop. <laughs> like I got to figure out another way, um, not just for myself, but for her, um, mm-hmm. you know, having to raise a daughter um, and kind of not wanting to put myself in a position to be in the position my mother was in um, yeah. when she had me and my siblings. So um, I really had to start looking at things within myself. Um, and like not just the surface of things like the underlining root of why um, why I did certain things why I thought certain ways why I acted um, the way I acted to certain situations um, or reacted to certain situations and um, that's how I began that that process of you know per se breaking generational curses um, just taking a look at things individually and looking at myself individually in those things and making the you know, the choices that I felt were the correct choices for me to make in order for me to be aligned the way that I wanted to be aligned. Okay. Okay. I oh, know. I'm long-winded, so don't no, ask me a question. No, you fine. I don't talk. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't talked to you before. You fine. You're going to die, die. <laughs> hey, that's why we here. When you say that you said that having her kind of put you in a different perspective of okay, something, something's got to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did you feel in that moment? Like what? Something clicked. Like what made you just click? Like okay, jail made me click. <laughs> okay, well I guess that'll do it. <laughs> jail made me click. Um, okay, I was. I'm telling you, when I say I was hell on wheels, I was really hell on wheels. And um, going to jail really put me in a space of, I can't do this. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was the most humiliation, humiliating, um, degrading experience that I had ever experienced. Um, as far as like the getting checked in process. And, you know, it was just like I yeah. said, I had to do... Um, seven months in one case um, and that was the break I was just like no <laughs> I can't do this and if these people got like me a long time that is it they gonna throw away the key I can't put my hands on nobody else child I gotta get this anger under control yeah. um, and when I say child then it was a sense like yeah. an adult but you know I know what you mean it, it's still somebody's <laughs> child um so but I was like just knocking heads off and asking questions later kind of sort of um but yeah going to jail I was just like "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh um and then being away from her during that time you know wondering um kind of like triggered me to think like okay what's going on um is she being put in situations that I had been put through as a child and Mm -hmm. not understanding those things and you know, I was just like, no, I got to get out of here. And when I get out of here, I got to stay out of here. Um, so that was, that was the break. That was the break for me. That's reasonable. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. You said what? I said, that's reasonable. That makes sense. Like, like yeah, That would, yeah. you know, change your perception or give you what some would call a reality check in a sense. <laughs> 
here like boop uh-uh, we don't belong here <laughs> we don't like, belong no, this here. ain't it <laughs> what is this on my plate no <laughs> I mean, what is this soap <laughs> no but yeah that was that that was a breaking point for me though well I'm, I'm glad you're here now and oh yeah you're at a different point in your life and from the time that I met you I've seen the growth yeah yeah <laughs> so, that was like the beginning of the grooming <laughs> like the deep grooming <laughs> Like, okay, we got the baby stuff out the way that let's yeah. kind of like dig. Just a let's little bit. Dig. Let's <laughs> dig, dig. Oh, I'm dreaming. Has the disruption of breaking this so called generational curse caused a chain reaction in like your relationships with people or friendships or whatever the case may be? Oh man, um, I would say yes. Um, you know, there's different layers um, mm-hmm. to things that I've had to work through and still working through in some cases. But um, for the majority of the things that I've had, that I have um, thoroughly worked through, it has changed um, the way I view friendships. That's, that's any relationship, really. Um, companionship, family friendships, uh, associates, um, all around, even the relationship with my kids. Um, it's kind of like curated a different mindset. I've kind of like curated a different mindset on how I approach different things or different, how I establish myself, um, being a part of anyone's life and allowing them to be a part of mine as well. Um, even with work, (laughs) this goes into work, (laughs) you know, um, because you, it, there's like, kind of like addicts, right? And you could be, at, there's addicts of many things. Sex addicts, yeah. alcoholism, drugs, TV, food, me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, 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 me. Um, so it's, yeah. it's just like, you know that you need to make this change, right? And you know that these changes are, are not just, okay, I made the change today and that's it. I don't have to make any more changes after today. Um, no, because then you, you do what? You relapse. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you let go of the guidelines that you use to make those uh, you know those changes so I would say yes um I've definitely shed a lot of friendships um kind of like disconnected even from some family members um in a healthy way you know just not punishing myself for setting boundaries for myself if that makes sense. No, um, that's interesting. So, so yeah, I think that it definitely, in order for me not to backtrack <laughs> yeah. to certain, you know, be triggered by certain situations and things, I have to say, okay, you know what? It's not good for me to be associated with this person or it's not good for me to be in this type of environment or it's not good for me to, you know, engage in these type of activities with this person or these places or these things. Um, so, yeah, it, it definitely... It definitely caused a train reaction. <laughs> and I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> I'm That's okay, okay with that. <laughs> do whatever you got to do to maintain some type of peace and sanity. <laughs> Indeed. Yes, always. Only thing I can't um, kind of like disconnect from is these kids. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> so, so they're like the constant, you know. But they're that, uh, you know, that reboot. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's kind of like what they say. You, you've gotten, you get it. They keep me humble. They mm. keep me humble for real. Cause like I'd be like, you know, I got through all this, and I, you know, I know how to deal with this, and just like, okay, well, boom. Do you know how to deal with a mom? I really don't like the way that you said what you said to me yesterday. It offended me. You know, because we have these, you know. Yeah. My kids are like, as long as you can say it respectfully, <laughs> hey, as long as you can say it respectfully, you got my attention all yeah. day. Um, and, and they exercise that. You know what I'm saying? So some, you know, some days I get them those conversations and they want one-on-ones and they want to pull me to the side or they want to say something in front of the rest of the siblings. Like, mom, <laughs> you're doing too much. <laughs> and, you know, I have to take a step back like, hmm. Maybe I was too That was too much. Why did I respond that way? You know what I'm saying? So they're my constant reminders, you know. And that's good they're though. My, yeah, that is definitely good. I like that. I I, I accept it because I, I preach it. <laughs> 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 they're going to make sure we all walk. <laughs> so it's like, nah, it ain't just for us, it's for you too. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that for y'all. Not a lot of people have that type of relationship with their parents. So for you to already have that set in stone when the time comes later on in life for them to have kids, they already kind of have an example of how to be open with them or allow them to be comfortable in certain situations to come to you about stuff. Oh, most definitely. That That was one of the top generational curses that I had to break. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about one of the top <laughs> ones, you know. Because coming up in my era, we heard that what happens in my house stays in my, stays house. In my house. But you know, that was like we weren't thinking about the literal house. Mm-mm. You know, we were thinking about we can't say anything about anything. You keep your mm-hmm. mouth shut. You, yeah. And sometimes we needed to open our mouths. <laughs> yeah. I know I needed to open my I needed somebody to hear these things, but you know, I was listening, you know, that thing ringing in the back of my head. I can't I can't say nothing. If I say something, I'm gonna get in trouble. You know, yeah. this is my fault. This is you know, so that that this is my house stays in my house thing, that's not even allowed here. <laughs> this is our house. <laughs> this is our house and uh I need you to speak. You gotta yeah. talk. That way we know yeah. what to do or how to handle it. Exactly. Understood. In our community as a whole, whether it be just the black community, well, mainly the black community, but everybody as a whole, do you feel that we're constantly breaking generational curses? Are we at a point to we're breaking those curses curses openly um i believe that there's definitely more awareness around it mm-hmm. um um you know some people may address it as therapy some people may address it you know as conversations with however people feel like it needs to be addressed i feel like there's definitely more of an awareness um of it especially than it was with me coming up, yeah. um, I think it's I think it's more received 
um, it's more well received, especially within the black community. Uh, things need to be spoken about. Discussions need to be had. Um, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's always going to be rainbows and skittles and ice cream and popcorn. But it, it's definitely necessary. So I, I think, in a sense, we're we're definitely not where um, we could be collectively. But I think that there's more curses being broken than caused. You know, in, mm. in some cases, yeah, yeah. Okay, because they're definitely, <laughs> it's a domino effect. We could break them, but we can also create them and cause them as well. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yeah. Speaking of cause. <laughs> <laughs> the effect of your own generational curse caused you to have to pay for the actions of others. Or do you feel like you're paying for the actions of others? Um, I wouldn't necessarily feel like I'm paying for them. I feel like I am um, because you know what? This is like a double-edged sword. <laughs> this, um, I wouldn't say in the sense of you know, I'm paying for the actions. I I would be I think it would be more appropriate to say that I am the one having to address mm. um, mm-hmm. the curses that may have been caused. <laughs> you know, I, I have to look at it regardless of if my predecessor <laughs> um, or, you know, or my mom or, you know, down the line, my great grandmother, who knows? Um, I have to address those things, at least those things that I'm aware of. At least those things that I, you know, I can take control over addressing and saying, okay, you know what, I see the pattern in this. Um, so this has been a continuous. I, you know, I've heard conversations from mm-hmm. aunts and, you know, my biological mother about this. So this has been going on in the family for this amount of time. So you know what, this is a reoccurring um, issue. You know, that can be addressed. How how can I avoid this? Um, so it's all about taking initiative. I, I would mm-hmm. say it's more of an honor, um, per se, versus like a debt. It's yeah. more of an honor to to have to be able to the responsibility to address those things to avoid mm-hmm. further generational curses. Mm-hmm. I like that. Where you switched it, girl. I like that too. That, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just right out. It's just literally that's like I said it. I've curated a different, and next year I might be thinking beyond that. <laughs> you know, hey. or tomorrow. Um, but today, this is. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's what it means for me. Yeah, and that's yeah. completely fine. Yeah, that's completely fine. How do you intend to keep this? of not referring back or allowing your kids to kind of delve into their own situations of creating their own curses because sometimes you might not even realize you're creating certain circumstances until after the fact yeah 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 um and and it's funny that you said that because I literally um have a conversation with 
with you, with your buddy, and I don't want to say her name on here just because I know people yeah. would speak to you know yeah, listen no. to this. Um, no, but I know you know, I <laughs> had to have a conversation with her um, in regards to me preferring to be single right now, and um, she made a comment one day. We were we were in my room and we were folding clothes or something, and I was getting ready to do you know my little normal tweaks and kinks around the house and I was like you know what I'm gonna put these shelves up and and she was like there you go superhero you don't need no man and I was just like wait what <laughs> what did that come from like, I'm like I mean I was like wait I was like wait what but like all of, out of all of the things that she could have said that's that's what she identified mm-hmm and the actions that I was taking that day it was just like that didn't scream okay you're handy or you're mama you're well versed in doing everything her response to that was mama there you go superwoman you don't need no man you know, independent like, and I was like yeah but baby mama want a man <laughs> like, you know this little hiatus thing is you know I need it but like the end goal is not me to die like this you know yeah. I, I want a companion you know, I had to sit down and have that conversation with her on like her view of me not having, you know, because they've been in a two-parent household. And yeah. So, you know, that transition now with just me, it, it looks to her or looks to her as if I'm just done with it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just ride this, you know, ride this on out and that's going to be that. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not here to just raise y'all. <laughs> this just for a little bit. <laughs> important to not build those things um indirectly or directly Uh, there's definitely things that I've had to address with myself in the midst of because like trying to heal is an ugly thing you know that comes out oh goodness and I've had to do some healing (laughs) um even trigger points you know losing my brother right before I left Jacksonville um that trigger issues that you know I had to engage with family that I would have preferred not to engage with and kind of like send a domino effect so when I left Jacksonville like that was part of me saying you know what so I tried (laughs) here um something that'll help this situation would be distance (laughs) yeah so um that first year um was brutal you know because I'm like, okay, did I really like get to the root of these situations or did I just like kind of get almost to the root but didn't really pull it all the way out and burn it? Mm-hmm. Um, so like I had to address some things then and of course the kids got to see all of that because I couldn't hide that. Um, so I'm like, I'm cursing. I should have been on a boat. You know, and then we got the oldest one <laughs> and she got upset. She's cursing. I'm like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what? what? What did you just say? She was like, well, I, didn't, I didn't, I thought that it was okay because you do it. I'm just like, oh, no. wow. You know, but, you, but how I mean, I get it, but no. <laughs> in her eyes, she was justified in that because yeah. that's how I had been communicating. I established that as a way to communicate once I got upset. You know what I'm saying? So she picked it up. 
And even even though, you know, in, in some cases, people look, oh, I ain't, it's my house, you getting popped in the mouth, but that's one of them generational curses where you can't, you can't say it go for me, but it, you know, what goes for me don't go for you, or what goes for you don't go for me. That That's not how yeah. that works. If you want to hold somebody accountable, you got to be able to hold yourself accountable even 10%, 110% more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I can't be telling them that's not the way to communicate, but then communicate I'm going to communicate that way. that way with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that was her holding me accountable to the standards that I set for them. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, Ma, you're doing it. I'm not cussing you out, but I just said D-A-M when I got upset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, I, I get it um and, and that's vital you know you, you have to hold the standards have to be the same a, mm-hmm. adult parent friends companions whatever the the standard has to be the same but the standard starts with you okay you better you out here dropping gems yes ma'am <laughs> I am. I don't have a PhD in nothing. These are all self-reflected. <laughs> hey, you don't need a PhD to know what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, no, but I'm just saying. You know, that was just a you know a, a, what they call it a clause of disclosure. You know, I don't. Hey, apply at your own risk. Whatever works for you. Whatever works for you. Would you give to someone who may be in the same predicament you were in or in some form of just trying to get out of whatever curse they're in or whatever situation oh, they're in that they're trying to break? Um, I would say be patient. Um, whatever, whatever the curse is, whatever the situation is, um, I would say be patient with yourself. Um, don't beat yourself up on the bad days. Don't toot your horn too loud on the good days. Um, but be patient and be honest, you know, be honest and be open to, you know, because you're going to receive it in, in some way, shape or form, you know, because nobody's just isolated to themselves um, 24-7. You have to have some type of encounter to some some degree. Um, so, you know, be willing to accept that feedback from people that you trust um, during the process. Um, be able to accept that feedback, you know, not as criticism, but as a mirror. So, you know what? Not that your word holds more value than my reality, but let me, you know, let me sit back and see how this does apply, how I can apply it um, to kind of like work through what it is I need to work through. Because um, I think that's the that's the biggest thing with us. And I say us as in the black culture, not saying that it doesn't apply to the European culture or any other culture, but I'm not them. I'm black. Um, and I know from our culture, we beat ourselves up. (laughs) We dropped the ball. Dang, I dropped the ball. You know, but it's just like, okay, you dropped it. Guess what? Look at the ball. Go pick it back up. Pick it up. Pick pick the ball up, man. What you doing? Um, so, (laughs) a woman. (laughs) So, I I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. Be patient with yourself. Um, be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause only you know you, you you know the thought in your head before you speak it out your mouth. Um, yeah. So it's like be be honest with yourself. Be real with yourself. Um, is it something that you want to work through? Um, and are you willing to take the necessary steps to work through it? Because you can mm. think it, you can write it down, but at the end of the day, like it it needs like action, uh, yeah. psychological action, mental, uh, spiritual action. Um, it, it needs action and you have to do the work. 
Because that is a habit that a lot of people can. Like, we know what we want to do. It's just oh, a yeah. matter of what to do, how to do it, and how to start. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm telling you, I started like 600 shots. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, also, I started a lot. <laughs> I started and stopped a lot. Like, I, you know, it was like, okay, I need a break from this. Or, like, I don't, you know, I just, it was some days where I was just like, I know, I know that this is a problem, but I don't want to deal with it. I just yeah. don't. I just don't feel like it today. I don't have the energy to deal with this. But, you know, things would come up and it'd be like, <sighs> I kind of like already with it. Got through, <laughs> got through this little portal here, so I gotta yeah. kind of get out. <laughs> what if yeah. you get out? I gotta keep going through it. So I mean, yeah, you you just gotta keep going no matter what. At the end result, it, it's peaceful. Yeah, it is. It, it's it's been very peaceful. And I I like that because you know that I wouldn't say it builds character because it does build character. Oh, but yeah. it, <laughs> I mean, technically it does build character, but it teaches you lessons on how to handle it if you're ever in a certain situation. Oh, yeah. Not yeah. that you will be, but. But you never know. Like I different. said, it, it comes in different aspects. Maybe it, it could just be you trying to park your car in a parking lot and somebody cutting you off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your response to that could be a generational response. Man, my, my brother would beat somebody out if they cut him off in the parking lot. I'm gonna beat him down too. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not gonna change. I'm not gonna go park back there, which will probably benefit me. I, I want to lose ten pounds. There is an opportunity for me to drop at least one. Park at the end of the parking lot. You know, I'm not gonna get out of the car and fight the person for the spot. You know, so it, it it you can generational curses is not just centered to family. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or it's more broad. There not you go. Always negative. There you go. People tend to think that generational curses are always have a negative connotation to it. Connect that hammer and nail. But it's not always (laughs) negative stuff. It's not always negative stuff. Because right now we're like on generational wealth. Well, which is why Natara's boutique was established. I'm like, uh, so yeah, at the end of the year, this is it. And then they basically just gonna give me back the money that they've been deducting out of my check all year. I can't keep doing this. Jimmy, somewhere on the boat, and I'm over here trying to figure out these numbers for Jimmy. (laughs) 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 I need to figure out my own numbers. Hey, uh uh, let me tell you, let me tell you something. And everybody has a play in the Tara's boutique, one of her. (laughs) But, uh, you know, she has to do the books. The, The youngest one, you know, he has to write stuff down. Um, and then that middle one, you know, he has to package up stuff. He's going to have to package up stuff, put labels on it. So I'm like, y'all, y'all want to work for somebody? Y'all can work for the family. <laughs> we can, y'all can get incorporated into this and, and figuring out how you can build your own and run from that, you know, run with that. But I'm not trying to build a generational habit of just working your butt off until you die. <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. So you're right. It, it has positive effects too. You're right. Because, you know, sometimes at this point, it's, well, I'm just getting started, but I see now me working for people. Mm, I don't know how. It's going to last, <laughs> but it ain't going to last too long. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and it can last long, but last, last long on your narrative. 
don't let it last based on someone else's narrative someone else's dream another thing that we tend to do which I talked about with somebody the other day we tend to compare ourselves to people to each other a lot and trying to keep up with each other and it's like I'm not keeping up with you baby you ain't gonna be able to keep up with what they got going on because y'all got two different things going on two different and it what's meant for you ain't meant for for me everybody you know what I'm saying I gotta carry these this weight (laughs) you can't carry this weight I can't carry your weight uh, I wish somebody could carry this weight, but, <laughs> no, but seriously, um, you know, everybody, and I, I think that I've seen a couple of people um, that I've interacted with reference that too, like just in building up empowerment, you know, mm-hmm. conversations of such. And it's just like, you never know what a person has to go through to get to the point that they've gotten to. Exactly. You don't know what it takes. So it's like, you saying you want to you want to I want to be like I'm going to why don't have that why don't have that and then you wondering why you going through hay and hot water <laughs> and it's like well that's what such and such went through to get <laughs> you, you spoke that over yourself you said you wanted to you know be like them over Whoever. there so it's what <laughs> them they had to do you now you don't want it it's like nah I want what's for me how it's supposed to be for me when I'm supposed to get it and that's okay. it I don't want to rush I don't want to I, I want it at my own pace whatever pace I'm supposed to get at and I might not look guess what you look good over there I don't even want the same thing I just want some peaceful land with no neighbors that I <laughs> reside on <laughs> I'm serious uh, that I, I know. Ride on without being bought. <laughs> it's been the dream, and it's still the dream. That that is it. That is it. My my goals don't look like a. It it doesn't even look remotely close to a lot of goals of people that I know who strive to reach the goals that they've reached. And, you know, it's fine. I cheer them on. Good job, man. Hey, you wanted that Lamborghini? Go for it. I'm gonna ride this car until it's 22 years old. You understand me? As long as the engine is in that thing running, you get me from <laughs> A to B. <laughs> hey, I'm riding this thing. It runs good. <laughs> That's not what I want to spend my money on. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's goals are their goals for the reason that they're their goals. You know, everybody has that destination that they want to reach according to what they've been through or what they've experienced. And that's just that. Okay. I agree. Look at you. Out here speaking on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. I'm just, I'm only speaking based on my experiences. And that's okay. And that's what everybody yeah. Oh, yeah. that comes oh, yeah. on here, they, they can only speak on their experience. That's I'm it. only speaking on my experience. If I don't have that experience, I just ain't going to say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh yeah, that's all good. <laughs> yeah. I'm just agree with what you said. <laughs> that's it. What comes to mind when you hear the term concealed scars? Oh man, um, concealed scars. <laughs> what comes to mind? I get everybody I... with that one. <laughs> no, 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 because that is so dynamic. It is, it is, there's different things. Um, that come to mind, you know, you concealing and then you know, scars. Mm-hmm. So, there's different, there's a different range of dynamics. Um, for me, what it means for me, though, um, in a sense, it's just like kind of like ripping the band aid off of those things that that are typically covered up, mm-hmm. like.
feeling right. You, you just take the Band-Aid off. Oh, it's still, you know, it's still bleeding. Let me put the Band-Aid back on. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like in a sense, I'm not afraid to share. Um, when I used to, in my teen years, um, when I just felt like, you know, this is it. <laughs> I used to self-mutilate. And I would cover those scars up with mm-hmm. long sleeve jackets <laughs> all of the things that they accuse these kids of looking crazy for now and 90 degree weather with the hoodies on yeah I did that <laughs> but for reasons they just really some of these kids are really crazy nowadays it's too much but um yeah we ain't gonna get into that <laughs> that, <laughs> that uh you know I, I use that was things that I don't want people to see yeah um things that I was too afraid to to see myself or to express or to expose um, but ultimately those things had to be addressed those things had to be exposed those things had to be revealed and I kind of for me that's what concealed scars is it's like revealing those scars and being okay with those scars you know or any bruise that they might have left or any you know remnant that a scar was actually there um, it's being okay with that and being able to look at that scar and look at it not for what bad it was you know but mm-hmm. the good that came from it um, because we all got some type of scar and, and some to some magnitude we all have scars yeah. um, but it, it's not how we carry the scars it's how we use the scars to move forward ooh see I knew that's why I had you on this episode <laughs> you, are, you are terrible <laughs> you know anytime so it, it, it's a pleasure man you know I'm, I'm all for uh, dialing <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it um, so you know it's definitely an honor uh, to be here to, that you would even allow me to, to share um, your platform to speak so so that speaks volumes I appreciate it I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are most welcome. (laughs) Well, everybody, that concludes this episode of Concealed Scars. Thank you for tuning in and make sure you subscribe and tune in for our next episode. Yeah. I'm just trying to survive. Can I just breathe? You can see it in my eyes Say I ain't the 
greatest, then I know that you're a liar. I'm a go getter, I'm a hard hitter. If she talking crazy, gon' be a wig splitter. Something wrong with her, someone come and get her. Only woman in the room, and I'm still that nigga, yeah.